It's amazing how many beautiful women live in New York. I actually find it kind of intimidating. Well, you're as pretty as any of them. Just need a nose job. <laughs> She needs a nose job, so no, there's nothing wrong with her nose. God, I'm so sorry, Audrey. Oh, it's okay. What did you have to say that for? Well, I was just trying to help out. Yeah, well, you can kiss that jacket goodbye, Mr. Von Nozen. You see what happens when you try to be nice? Welcome to Talking Seinfeld, the podcast where we discuss everything we know about the show about nothing. This week we are here to review The Nose Job. I am Dando. I am Guy Dando. How are you, my man? I'm good, doing thanks. Okay? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Would you ever get a nose job? Not that you need. Would you ever get surgery like that? Not not on my nose, which I think is actually nicely in proportion to the rest of my, uh, rest of my dial. Mm-hmm. But as I get a bit older and I'm seeing more and more sort of wrinkles and stuff... Not the wrinkles so much that are on my face. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's, they are signs of a life well lived. Yeah, I was about to say the same thing, yes. <laughs> Except the one place where I'm kind of thinking about, you know where I could use a little bit of a touch-up? Eyelids. Eyelids, okay, yeah. As you get older, they just get droopery and droopier. What about the wrinkly scrotum? <laughs> no, I was about to say, not unlike the scrotum, apparently. <laughs> um, now, I'm leaving the sack as it is. I think that's fine. Um, but... You know, I'll get out of the shower and I'll sort of be looking at the face, getting it ready for the day. It's like, mm, yeah, there's a lot of loose skin around those eyelids, buddy. You know, you're eventually going to end up like a, is it a basset hound or one of those droopy ass? Yeah, I know the one you mean. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it'll be a stage where I'm going to have to like lift up my eyelids to actually see what's <laughs> Hi, going <friends>. on. Hi, friends. <laughs> Hello, it's me. <laughs> so, <laughs> surprise. Yeah. So, um, if I was if I was to get anything done, it might be that. But yep. then you see people in the public eye who have clearly had the same idea and had that done, and they always look startled, like. <laughs> and you have to wait at least six months. And they never, um, they can't emote. Not really, no, no. I mean, um, I remember back in the day seeing pictures of who was empirically the most handsome movie star in the world, Robert Redford. Yep. And he, he was like in his 70s or something, and you think he had it done. And he there was a stage where it was kind of, he, lo- he was looking a bit startled. And I'm like, and it's settled back down now. And now he's in his 80s and he looks like he's in his 70s or in his late 60s. So it kind of worked. But for a while there, I think if you have, if I think if you have this done, Clearly, I've given this a bit of thought. If you have this done, you have to vanish off the grid for like six months. You, you would actually probably really enjoy that. <laughs> Quite probably. <laughs> we wouldn't be able to do any YouTube stuff. Just no. be like, <laughs> um, then you come back, wow, guy looks really, uh, it's just, you know, good diet. And, yeah, drink a lot of water, little exercise. Um, <laughs> the lovely Louise told me about someone I don't think I'm telling tales out of school here, but someone that she used to know or someone used to work with mm-hmm. who would go to like Bali or somewhere in Southeast Asia and come back looking not remarkably different, but quite refreshed. And, you know, it was clear that they'd you know, gone up. under the knife, had a bit of a touch up. They were, they were always like, oh, no, I just feel so relaxed. Oh, yeah, sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So um, that's a very long-winded answer to your question, Dando. I was about to call you Dando. Dando. <laughs> Dando. That's what Nicola's family called me. 
Dando. Dando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a very long-winded answer to your question. Would I have a dose up? No. Yeah, <laughs> now okay. I'm going to ask you the same question, and you can go on for 20 minutes. Well, I, I was the same when you say wrinkles. I smile now, and it upsets me because there's a joke on The Simpsons where Luke Perry arrives. <laughs> That's right. And it's all yeah. wrinkles. It's like, le- le- looks like Leatherface. <laughs> all the patrons just call me Leatherface now. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> what? <laughs> just means, it just means I smile a lot, and I'm getting smile wrinkles. Yeah, it shows you're a happy fella. I mean, yeah, yeah you, you, you're an expressive kind of dude. I try to be anyway. But anyway, we're here to discuss. <laughs> I try to be. So you're sucking all the fun out of Dando's life, patrons. Don't, stop calling him Leatherface. I would like to discuss the nose job because I thought this was a strange episode of Seinfeld for me. How so? Structurally. It didn't flow like a usual Seinfeld episode. It had a lot of... Just like that time when this happened, kind of vibes where it was like, I saw this, I met this girl on the elevator. Then it cuts to a flashback of him meeting her on the elevator. Okay. The cutaway to, you know, he's in the he's in monks with George, and he goes, I, I just couldn't take it anymore. Cut back, flashback to him and Kramer. N- normally, mm. it doesn't have so many flashbacks, and then we got the moment of Jerry, his brain the and his penis. Match. Yeah. All that I thought this just feels very unseinfeld, just the way it was presented. Those parts did certainly. I don't. I mean, we'll see going forward how many times they do little flashbacks and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it did feel new to Seinfeld certainly this time around. But I'll tell you what, to me, this felt very Seinfeldian in terms of how sort of cruel and petty these characters can be. Now I know we've sort of had that in previous episodes, but this felt like a real kind of when you when you hear people saying, oh. Seinfeld's a bit sort of mean. It's like, I think this is the kind of episode you'd be thinking about. They're mean, but they're also, both George and Jerry in this episode, you put yourself in that situation, you go, I'm probably thinking the same thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> and that's the genius of the show. Yeah. It's like, oh, these are terrible people who are more like me than I care to admit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's why it works so well. But just the the acknowledge, acknowledging the, the, the nose job. With, with Kramer, that was my favorite moment from the episode. Just, oh, you're just as pretty as those girls. You just did a nose job. I love, just, I just love how open Kramer is. He's like, I wasn't meaning to be mean. I'm just being honest. Why, why yeah. do we have to? Why are you guys lying to her? She could do with a nose job. <laughs> it is true. I mean, I, I, normally I'm not a fan of people who say, no, I'm just being honest when you're just really. <laughs> yeah. There's a great line from. There's the movie Grindhouse. Do you know that one? That's got the two movies with Tarantino. Tarantino, one yes, and, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's. In the in the non-ton Tar- Tarantino one, there's a line where this character says, there's a difference between being frank and being dick, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I think is a really great line. I thought Kramer rode the line a lot. Uh, see, I know that Kramer was coming from a pr- place of positivity. He wasn't meaning yes. to be cruel. He was just like, no, you're just you're, you're, way as, you're easily as beautiful as them. You just need a little bit of a nose job. He doesn't see it as a big deal. Obviously, it hurt, would have hurt her feelings, but he wasn't intending to. Whether that makes it right, yeah. I don't know. I think we're used to people sort of being so tactful yep. in just in everyday transactions that when someone comes out and actually says, yeah, actually tells it like it is, then, yeah, you're shocked. I mean, I don't know where you want to go to favourite moments already, but that bit was great. But one of my favourite bits of this episode was just the reactions. Yeah, you got you know, butchered. That, <laughs> where uh, Elaine is just appalled. Yeah. And George is like, Secondhand embarrassed, shocked. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. He doesn't know what to do. And Jerry's like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I know. 
just the explosion. It was like he threw a hand grenade into the room. Yeah. And everyone was just like, what? No! Yeah. I, I thought that was so great. I really, really liked that. Yeah. What I liked about this one was that it wasn't until it was about season four where they started bringing in arcs, season-long arcs, right? Mm. I forgot that they had the arc of the jacket in season three. Yeah, it's been same. several episodes now where the jacket keeps getting brought up, and finally Kramer gets his jacket. I really like that. <laughs> in in a fun way, I, I I really enjoyed that whole part. Yeah, this episode was a little all over the place. Mm. It didn't feel as smooth as others. No. Others to me, it just didn't flow. It just felt very jaded at points. Yeah, yeah, a bit sort of bit jaggled, jagged, and higgly piggly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But all those parts I enjoyed nonetheless. I mean, I can't think of anything in this that I really disliked. No, nah, there was nothing to dislike. It just I thought, though, to me, it was just still one of the weaker episodes for me of season three so far. I just okay. think I didn't, I don't know, it just didn't seem to, I didn't get as many laughs out of this as I normally would. Maybe because it, like, it just felt somewhat predictable. Normally, Seinfeld takes on a bit of a curveball. It's like, well, okay. we knew, you know, she's going to get a nose job, it's going to be bad, and then she's going to get it fixed, and then George is going to be jealous. I was like, yeah. it just seems <laughs> a bit predictable. But- I don't know. I like the Kramer and um, and Elaine going to get to the, the jacket. You're right. And I do love that actor, the guy who played the landlord. His name is uh, Roy Brocksmith. Roy Brocksmith. Oh, yeah. I was going to talk about him because he's um he's one of my favorites as well. Because I remember I wrote something ages ago. I don't know if it was for actual publication or if I just sort of squandered it on Twitter. But I, I was watching Total Recall, which oh, he's yeah. in. Yep, yep. And he's the guy who um, comes to Arnold and says- Every, all these adventures you've had so far, they're all a fantasy. You're still at recall. This is all part of your uh, of your mind trip. And I was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> <laughs> Good day to you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, um, he just he has a like one scene essentially, but he just really makes a fucking meal of it. Yep. And um, you know, I, I was inspired to sort of look up his IMDb, and you know, he's had a career. He was in one of my favourite movies when I was a kid, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. He plays one of the cops that gets possessed and he's just like, donuts. I just remember like, whenever I see donuts now, I say, I literally quote, donuts. And is (laughs) he, is he sort of, does he get possessed by Bill and by Ted? uh, One of, one of the two. I think it's it's Bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he, he and, uh, Bill's dad or Ted's dad. Ted's or Ted's dad is the is the police chief, and he's the, he's, yeah. he's the but he's just that little smiley like I've got something wise to say. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, oh, it must be great for a working actor, someone who never not not going to be a star or anything no. like that, but someone who just works regularly. And you know, they'll they'll do theatre and they'll do commercials and they'll do guest spots on Seinfeld and all that. You get a juicy ass role in a big summer blockbuster and you just walk off with the movie for like that three minutes. Yeah. It must be so dope. You know, people are probably coming up to him saying, you'll be lobotomized. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the, in here is like a dreadful woman or something like that. What was her name? Uh, she could have been your Babs, mother. <laughs> Babs Kramer. Yeah. Nasty woman. Nasty woman. <laughs> and then just goes off on this rip about how terrible Stomach shit. coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Support hose halfway up her knees or something. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I, that's another one of my favourites, Dan. I'm glad you brought it up because yeah, I love the landlord. I thought it was great. That is a good one, still. Yeah, one of my favourites. What were your favourite moments from the episode? Well, we've pretty much covered it already, haven't we? <laughs> as, as I'm inclined to say lately, a lot of green yeah. uh, on the page this time around. I mean, uh, one of my favourite bits was at the very start of the episode. <laughs> 
where they're at the newsstand mm. and, you know, Jerry's t- uh, telling the story of how he met, I've forgotten. Isabel. Uh, the, Isabel, yes, how he met Isabel and, you know, his dumbass pickup line. <laughs> and I think he either he, he says it to the the guy who's running the newsstand. The circles, make, yes. Yeah, he's like, the guy just says, crop circles, why you buy something? <laughs> <laughs> Again, just one line, but this guy's like, let me nail this. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Crop circles, why you buy some? (laughs) Love it. Um, As mentioned, the reactions when uh, Kramer says the (laughs) just get a nose job thing. Ah, Very, very good. (laughs) When Jerry has to read the play with Isabel and she's doing that terrible southern accent, (laughs) he just just can't help but take the piss. I'm Nelson. (laughs) Well, he's just doing what everyone else would want to do. Yeah, essentially. That was great. I, I, I liked uh, the whole chess match thing. I thought that was pretty neat. Uh, something I want to talk about when we when we get to it in the okay. uh, in the episode. Uh, get the landlord bit. And I wanted to look this up before we started recording, but I just didn't get around to it because that's how ill-prepared I am. But there's like a great reaction shot from Isabel at the near the very end of the episode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he says we should break up or something, but she just sort of does a... Ah! Uh, is it when Jerry says oh, this isn't working, and then she looks in the script to see whether that's actually a line in the script? That's it. It's such a great reaction shot. <laughs> yep. I'll talk about this uh, this actor as we go through the episode. Yeah. But yeah. I, I just really, I thought that was hilarious. Part of it's got a real chuckle out of that. Her name is Tawny Katane. So is she is she is she like a popular actress? Not really, but for young men of the 80s it sounds like she Ma- malibu california girls bachelor party sounds like sounds like she'd be a lot of fun in the 80s yes <laughs> uh if you're into metal oh, hair metal yep. in the 80s uh she was the girl in the here i go again on my own film clip uh by white snake or david mm-hmm. coverdale of white snake yep. and she was writhing all over this convertible it's a, the most 80s hair metal clip you can ever imagine um but she was also the girlfriend in the early tom hanks comedy bachelor party which was played at a lot of um <laughs> teenage video nights and all the girls were going oh god we have to watch bachelor party and all the dudes are like yeah bachelor party was that like an 80s american pie very much so. okay i think it's one that hanks kind of likes to scrub of his resume because it's very much just a it's a tna comedy yeah uh, <laughs> we all need one of those from time to time <laughs> absolutely yeah i mean you gotta get you gotta start somewhere i feel, uh, I feel like the tna comedy's died though it doesn't really exist anymore not really not to the way they not the way they used to make tna comedies anyway what was what do you think the american pie franchise were the last big ones euro trip was pretty big for a while yeah, but I mean, American Pie had its uh, direct-to-video spin-offs. Yeah, because I mean, there were like four American Pie movies with the original cast, with yep. like Stifler and all that. Yep. But they made a whole bunch of video ones that had like Beta or something, or yeah, Beta Camp and the yeah. Naked Mile, and and they all had like I'm Stifler's nephew and yeah. I'm getting up the shenanigans, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and <laughs> someone. <laughs> You know, someone jizzes in the sunscreen and gives it to the, you know, the jock. And he's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to get sunburned. Hey, dude, you put jizz on your face. Oh, no. I feel like they're the perfect movies for, like, John Lovett to just rock up and go, what are you doing? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I think Eugene Levy yeah, is in, is in, in a whole bunch of them. He's in a lot of them, yeah. Because yeah. he's, he's been around the block enough to go, I'll show up to this thing for two days. I can buy myself a nice beach house. Yeah, <laughs> give me that money. <laughs> yeah, ka-ching, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but I don't think they really make those anymore. I think uh, I don't want to sound like <laughs> I don't want to. I don't mean this in a bad way. I think Me Too kind of put the kibosh on a lot of that shit. Yeah, 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 and probably for good reason. <laughs> 
<laughs> probably for good reason. <laughs> I'm sure they're still around and they're probably a little more even-handed these days. I saw a really great it wasn't really a TNA comedy, mm. but it was a it was a sort of a a teen sex comedy, but it really but it starred Aubrey Plaza. Do you know her from like Parks and Rec? Oh yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. And she was playing like a high schooler who was going off to college. And it was a few years ago now, but it was like did you get held back a few years? Because you look like 25. <laughs> but then I think that may have been part of the joke because, you know, everyone in it looked older than they were supposed to be. Well, it's like um, uh, the the young one from Community. What's her name? Alison. Oh, Alison Bree. Yeah. yeah. She did not look like she was just going into college. She looked like she was close to her, th- like, late 20s. Correct. Yeah. But this one was called The, the To-Do List. Okay. And it was sort of like American Pie, but from a female standpoint, because she was like, I've got into the college of my dreams, and yeah, but I've never partied or anything like that. It's time for me to cross all these lists, uh, cross all this stuff off my sexual to-do list. Um, so mm. he spends, you know, one crazy summer getting into all sort of all manner of, you know, sexual hijinks. Was it rival? It was a tad rival. <laughs> <laughs> Just a smidge. Could you spell that, please? No. Next question. It's time for some trivia for the nose job, but before then, we have to read out some shout-outs of our $20 patrons here on the Four Finger Discount Network. Dando, you you say it like we have to. We don't have to. We want to. We want to. We love these people. Kicking off. (laughs) Speaking of community, there's a a fellow patron named Zach Pruitt who hosts a community podcast called You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. So check that out if you do enjoy community. Also, shout-outs. You can disappoint some podcasters by not having them on your show, though. Exactly right, yes. If you wanted to throw a line out, maybe one of us will pick it up. Christopher Trent Darby, Andrew Zerr, Jordan Molman Ritchie, Steamed Ham Champion Dylan Haggett, Sally Kimberly, Hank Scorpio, Kevin Dental Plan Flood, Jonathan Rossi, Timothy Burleson, Joel Yolande, Katie G, Daniel Kotnick, Shannon Hofer, Jenna Rice, Reese Roberts, Adam Sanderson, George McMenemy, Stephen Roberts, Sean Devey, Bella Winderbank, David Stewart, Tom Pickering, Mark Boston Burgess, Grandskeeper Noah, and Declan Phoenix. Thank you guys for your continued support on the Four Finger Discount Patreon page, being $20 patrons. If you are a $20 patron of Four Finger Discount, you get all of the benefits, plus you also get your name read out on every single podcast we do here on the network. All right, Mr. Davis, it's now time for some trivia. I'll kick off. My first question for the nose job is, what is everyone eating at Jerry's apartment when Kramer brings up the nose job? Oh. He gets brought up once again because later on, Audrey says, so what did you think? And George says, of the... And he says, what food they were eating. Oh, that's right. Think of just like the staple order in, take out. Pizza? Pizza, correct. That's right, it was pizza, yes. (laughs) Thank you. You led me by the hand and just dragged me kicking and screaming to that answer. (laughs) Um, My first question Mm. for you, how high up, according to Jerry, Mm. are pharmacists? Two and a half feet? Two and a half feet up. Two and a half feet up. My next question is, where does the ex-boyfriend's daughter live? Uh, she lives in California. Correct, yes. <laughs> this is a bit of an easy one, I'm sure, but what is Kramer's alias? Oh, um, it's got a Von in it. Peter Von something. Peter Von Nostrand? You got it. Yeah. <laughs> I love anything with a Von. It's great. <laughs> Just you immediately sound intelligent if you have a von. If you're a von, somebody you sound smart, Ooh. like a professor. <laughs> I was, oh yeah, I'm I'm partial to von. I'm more partial to van. Van, okay. My final question is, which club does Kramer have a stamp for on his hand? <gasps> well, it's the reggae lounge. The reggae lounge, a place where I can see you visiting. Frequently. I'm, pa- I'm partial to a bit of reggae. 
You love. I just feel like it'd be very jazzy in there. You're you're a big jazz man. You're a jazz I, I, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I have uh, a question. Maybe okay. two more for you if you want. Hit me with them. Okay then. What is the name that Elaine gives the landlord for herself? Oh, you're going to get me for this one. It's Wonder Pepper. Wonder Pepper. Okay. And last question, what part of Audrey's nose do they have to rebuild? Oh, yeah. I um, this was all I was more just being grossed out by that point. I wasn't really paying much attention. It is, <laughs> I, I like that they never showed you the nose because you can just try and create it in your mind what it actually looked like. It's the whole Batman gambit, you know, yes. when, they, um, when the Joker takes his uh, bandages off and here's the mirror. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> it's like when in Face Off. What, what were your th- quick little diversion? Face Off, right? When they show you Nicolas Cage's face with the face off for a brief portion there, do you think that was necessary? Um, I liked it. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they showed just enough. I mean, it wasn't uh, it wasn't a full-on shot. It was like a reflection or something like that. No, no, no. It was a full-on shot when he's going, brah, fucking Vo, and when he says fucking, you see it's a side-on view and he's walking towards oh, okay. the doctor and you see it. His whole face is just gone. I remember going, as a kid going, whoa, <laughs> man, got no face. <laughs> they took his face off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's been a while since I watched Face Off, but I I don't recall that part either upsetting me or being pissed off by it. So thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> thumbs up for Face Off in general. All right. Is that it for your trivia for the nose job? Well, the, the answer to that question, by the oh, way, yes. is lateral wall of the septum. Lateral wall of the septum. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- <laughs> We'll get into that moment when we discuss the episode. But, yeah, I've, I've got a bit to say about that as well. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> right, let's so get going. That has been trivia for The Nose Job. We'll be right back after this short break with our in-depth review of the episode. If you're a fan of everything we do here at Talking Seinfeld, you can support the show on Patreon, where not only will you get early ad-free access to the show, but you also get access to hours of bonus podcasts, access to our exclusive Facebook community, and so much more. So join the family today at patreon.com slash discount. Link is in the description of this podcast. If you feel like having yourself a time, then check out our new podcast, Going Down to South Park, where we go back and revisit every episode of the iconic series, dissecting the stories, reveling in chef sing-alongs, and chuckling at the occasional fart joke. Going Down to South Park is available now for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. If you're looking for a podcast that'll always be there for you, look no further than our new show, The One About Friends, hosted by myself and my incredible wife, Nicola. She's literally the biggest Friends fan I know, so who better to help me as we revisit every single episode of the show, discussing the characters, fashion trends, and how this iconic series still relates to our lives to this day. The One About Friends is available now on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. The original air date of The Nose Job was November 20th, 1991. It was written by Peter Melman and directed by Tom Sharones. Tom Sharones. Sorry. Every time. (laughs) Every fucking time. (laughs) The episode kicks off with Jerry discussing, during some stand-up, discussing pharmacists being two feet higher than everybody else. And I do wonder this, but then I thought about it. Maybe it's because it's to prevent people from stealing medication, from being able to reach over the counter. That's a very good point. Uh, do you think pharmacists still do that? Yeah, I they mean, still do. The one, I had to go pick up Nicola's medication when she was unwell recently, and that still was two feet higher than what I was. Okay, then. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, because I've been to a couple of chemists where it just feels like 
there's a bit of distance between, and there's certainly a, a nice big counter between me and the uh, and the chemists. They have giant shields now as well, don't they? Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Well, <laughs> pharmacies are full of sick people. Mm, they sure are. Yeah. Uh, but this whole thing struck me also as a very Jerry bit. The whole kind of that would annoy him. <laughs> yeah. They're up two and a half feet. They're better than me. <laughs> but also, it's just you know one of those things that the everyday person knows like. They're up a bit higher than us. And then he takes it, sort of spins it out in the yeah. material. Whereas you would probably just say to the person, hey, they're up there. We're down here. <laughs> J- Jerry in real life comes across like the kind of person who'd be like, you think you're better than me? Like he, he does <laughs> He does seem like he thinks he is better than most people. And let's be honest, he probably is. Probably is. <laughs> the episode kicks off with Jerry and George standing at the front of the newsstand, as you mentioned earlier, discussing how Jerry first met Isabel on an elevator. How, how does that happen? You got less than sixty seconds. Like, it's like I love this. Like, it's like dismantling a time bomb. Yes, I've got in my notes though that it feels like in this season Jerry and George just have new girlfriends just all the time, just for the sake of a story. Like, how many girlfriends can these guys look at George? I mean, let's. Uh, God love Jason Alexander. He ain't getting a new girlfriend every week. True. <laughs> One of the fun things about social media is that there's this constant churn, and people are always sort of discovering stuff that's been out there forever. Now, I've, when we've spoken about Jason Alexander, I've often mentioned that horror movie that he was in, The Burning. Mm. Uh, he made like maybe seven or eight years before they before they did this. And, you know, this week on Twitter, someone was like, oh, what's in The Burning? And then they show like a picture of Jason Alexander in it. And all these people say, you can tell right from here that he's got star quality. He's fantastic. <laughs> so, and I recall thinking that when I first saw The Burning back in like the mid-80s, thinking... I like this guy. Yes, but that's always fun. Um, So, yeah, I mean, George clearly has some form of charisma. It's a really weird, odd. It's kind of like one of those charismas where it's like, there's more to you that I don't quite know yet. I'd like to learn more. Yeah. At first, yeah. If you're the kind of person who says, well, I shouldn't judge a book by its cover. And this cover is, you know, not necessarily that appealing, but it's also kind of interesting. Like the blurb has some spelling errors, but I'm willing to look past that. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's dog-eared these pages. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's, it's it's funny that you mentioned that about, yeah, they're, they're churning through girlfriends in this a bit, but you can sort of understand why. What kind of do you? I don't know. She was so beautiful. It was like a pure reflex. The words just came out of my mouth. Wow. What'd you say? <clears throat> you know, I'm the one responsible for those crop circles in England. Wow. Can you believe I did that? What did she say? What crop circles? <laughs> Not a good sign. Not everybody knows what the crop circles are. You know what the crop circles are? Crop circles? Why don't you buy something? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, when uh, when we first see the shot of Jerry and, um, and Isabel in the, um, in the elevator, I'm like, oh, hey, is that, that's Tawny Katane. Oh, I forgot she was in Seinfeld. Um, by the way, Tawny Katane no longer with us, passed away tragically. Uh, well, not tragically, but. Yeah. Hang on. Let me rewind that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sad about it. But no, but I mean... <laughs> Rest in peace, Tawny. Let me rephrase that. Tawny Katane is no longer with us. I believe she passed away a few years ago at a relatively young age. So, yeah, I guess it is kind of tragic. Yeah, and Roy passed away and he was only 56 as well. Oh, for real? Yeah, 2001. Yeah. Oh. He's, been, he's passed away over 20 years ago now. Forever in our hearts. Yes. You'll, you'll be a lobotomized. You'll be a lobotomized. 
<laughs> Love that guy. Donuts. <laughs> Joe tries to say to him, look, don't worry. She's beautiful. Don't worry about it. That's all that matters, apparently. And then later in the episode, obviously, he says that we live in a very superficial world, but he's, mm. he's, he's um, Jerry here points out to George, you've got something in your teeth. And uh, it's something green. It's spinach. Have you ever been with somebody when they've got something in their teeth and you're like, do I tell them and embarrass them or do I, what do I do? There was a guy at work the other day, he had a bit of sauce on his chin. And I'm talking, it was like 2.30 in the afternoon. He had his lunch at like 11.30. So, it'd been in his chin oh. for like three hours. And I'm like, someone's going to tell this guy, right? Because <laughs> like, sometimes when it's around the mouth, you just think, oh, that, surely they'll feel it or they'll eventually just wipe their face and it'll be gone. It's there three hours later. I'm like, so, something's got to be done about this. Yeah. I think most people can generally, it depends on how you do it, of course, but I think most people generally would appreciate it if you said, got a little something. But I mean, if you're subtle about it, don't, don't sort of yell across the room, still got that, <laughs> hey, you're wearing your lunch. <laughs> but you sort of, you know, you go to someone, bit of mime here, but Dando will explain. If you sort of do a little, you know, just, just, like, just there. Yeah. I love it. It's a, it's a fun game to play too. If you just look at someone and go, just like, Put to your face. They immediately think, what, what's on my face? <laughs> <laughs> they start doing, yeah, yeah. like a three stooges, like, whoa, 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 whoa. just rubbing their whole face. <laughs> Joey says, you don't worry about it, mate. You don't need that job anyway. you got Audrey. And this is where we are introduced to the fact that Audrey has a big nose. George is kind of down. You know, well, why are you down? You, know, you don't think I'm a bad person? Well, too late for that. And he discusses how he just can't stop thinking of the giant schnoz. I love the, word, the use of the word schnoz. Schnoz yeah, is a great word. Well, that, I, love, I love how George is trying to be very subtle about it and you know George and- is so relatable in this because we would all be doing the same thing We're like oh, I don't want to be like this but I just do yeah you don't want to be superficial and we're trying to coax it later on he's like I'm getting my way what I want but I don't want to push her but I kind of do mm, yeah <laughs> I'm really sort of pushing it to the limit without without seeming yeah, coming just, off like just a holding her hand down the right path yeah oh yeah <laughs> but yeah I love how he's kind of trying to be respect her nose is a little big a little big yeah. and then they finally just the damn break it's a schnoz oh it's big yes and yeah you get the various camera angles to emphasize how big the schnoz is mm. by the way uh, I watched this on uh, on Netflix shout out mm. to our pals at Netflix um, and I think they've sort of high definitioned up some of the episodes oh they, they look they're so much better on Netflix than they did on Stan, don't they? Yeah, but the, I don't know how much of a favour they did with the nose makeup and the, the angles. Schnoz, it's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By the way, just to rewind a little bit, one thing I've always remembered about this episode is the the bit with the spinach and the teeth. And I just love the way George goes, no, oh, it's spinach! <laughs> <laughs> no! Yeah. Anything but spinach! Yeah, and but... <laughs> Did you have anything important today? I had a job interview. How'd you go? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a perfect George exchange, that one. What do yeah. you think? And he's pulling these sort of like George smiling eh, during the interview. <laughs> and the guy's just <laughs> disgusted by the spinach. I thought that's a, it's a great little moment and strikes me as very, very Seinfeld. <laughs> I also like that at least George can acknowledge that he isn't perfect and he should be thankful. He's like, I should just be thankful that she's even with me. You know, oh, yeah. if, if, if she didn't have a big nose, there's no way I'll be dating her. No, no. Absolutely. <laughs> no. Yeah, I think any time that you, you've got someone in your life and you're like, no, but they do, they do this. But then, God, all the shit I do? Yeah. And you think, <laughs> yeah. what would my life be like without that person? Oh, no, we don't want that. We don't want that at all. <laughs> And the girls arrive and they walk off. 
with them and George just a little bit down. He's like, yeah, check out the nose on it. We're now at Joe's apartment and they're all there eating pizza. Oh, that's right. Because he's like, oh, you can see her coming a mile away or yeah. something. It's like, oh, George, that's terrible. Yeah. But it's like, again, the dam has been broken. He's like, I can oh, talk so- about it now. Yeah. Oh, so- someone else sees it too. Oh, I've got someone I can talk about it with and I'm just not going to stop talking about it. Yes, now. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerry's, we're at Jerry's apartment now and everyone's there and Kramer's discussing his mum's ex-boyfriend who's now in jail for mail fraud and he's got the jacket, he, he, the jacket that he took back. He wants Elaine to pretend to be the guy's daughter so they can go and get it back from the landlord and Kramer says he's coming too because he's the fiancé, Peter von Nostrand. Why don't you just go and commit yourself already? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Audrey says, uh, you know, what's so special? Uh, I think it's... Um, What's so special about the jacket? And they, he says, uh, I think he thinks it has extraordinary power over women, mm. <laughs> which plays into the episode later on because he gets Audrey in the end. And they discuss the smudge on Kramer's hand. What's this blotch on your hand? Oh, I got stamped at the reggae lounge last night. Yeah, I'm going back there tonight. You know, I'm not going to pay another cover charge. <laughs> well, you didn't wash all day? Yeah, I washed, just not the hand. <laughs> I think I've done this before. Well, I knew I was going for a double double header. No, I'm not paying the entry fee. I just didn't wash my back of my hand. I washed the front of my hand, just not the back of my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever double dipped on a um on a pass out. They got clever. They, they did a they did a blue one on a Saturday and a red one on a Sunday. Oh, so you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Audrey says, you know, there's a lot of beautiful women that live in New York and she finds it kind of intimidating. Oh, you're as pretty as any of them. You just need a nose job. <laughs> the reaction's just like, oh, shit. But just <laughs> George, as you're saying, George just doesn't know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> he's basically sort of running around in circles. He's like Homer on the floor chasing his own <laughs> yeah, head. <laughs> but just the, it's it's just so, it's so great. Just the honesty of Kramer. It's just, I, I, I love it. He, he was coming from a place of positivity. He wasn't trying to be mean. He was just being himself. Probably a yeah. little bit too outspoken though. A little bit, yeah. She, took, it, she took it like a champ though, Audrey. She really did. I mean, I suppose it's. Yeah, not that big a deal. Although over the course of this episode, it is a bit of a big deal because if you get the wrong, the wrong guy mm. operating on your schnoz. But um, no, I think he's, he's like, okay, here's a problem, here's a solution. We get some stand up about what the world would be like if everyone said what they were thinking immediately. I was like, well, it would be a different world to live in. Hey, hey, hey. We're now at Lane's apartment, and Audrey says that she's going to be staying there for another month since Tina's still away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tina's not there. And George has clearly got something on his mind. So how about that Kramer, huh? Yeah, how about him? You know, the way he just says stuff. He sure does. (laughs) Yeah, he's quite a character. So, what did you think? About the pizza? (laughs) No, about the nose job. Oh, the nose job. I don't know. I, well, what did you think? Well, I've, I've thought about it, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not that I care one way or the other, but these doctors today really do amazing things, you know, if you were so inclined. And again, I'm not suggesting, you know. Well, I know. They're, they're good. Peter Jennings had one. Really? Probably. They all do. In my high school, half my graduating class had them. Of course, I'm from Long Island, so. Uh-huh. It's really nothing. It's like going to the dentist. 
I hate the dentist. It's a cleaning. <laughs> <laughs> so you really think I should do this? If it makes you happy, I don't focus on these things. I will tell you this. Unfortunately, we live in a very superficial society. I don't condone it, but uh, it's a fact of life. Well, maybe I should. What the hell? Oh, now you talked her into getting a nose job? Me? I didn't say anything. You encouraged her to get one. You didn't encourage? No encourage. Peter Jennings had one. It's possible. Well, I think you should accept her for who she is. No, George is right. I want to get one. Oh, I think it's a mistake. Me too. Really? <laughs> Unless you'd really like to get one. Anyway. As I've got here, he convinces her to get one without actually saying get one. Mm. But I love how Elaine in the background is just watching like, is this motherfucker going to do what I think he's going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying, very relatable. I think we would all be kind of in the same, same situation where you like this woman. She's clearly beautiful. She's got a bit of a big nose, but if she's willing to get the nose job, you're not going to say no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to slightly encourage it. Yeah, and, and George doing all this sort of <laughs> moral backflipping and all this like, yep. you know. If it makes you happy, I mean, If it on. makes you happy, but, you know. When I don't you focus really, on these things. <laughs> but when you get it, you know, just remember who, you know, said you should do it. Yeah. <laughs> Gets his cake and eats it too. Exactly, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, we live in a very superficial society. I don't condone it, but it's just a fact of life. <laughs> and she and she agrees to get the nose job because she wants to. And, it's, it's, <laughs> and he's talking about all these people who have had yeah, nose Jennings jobs. Jennings and everything. Yeah. yeah, and all the people at high school. Yeah, yeah. half of them had nose jobs. <laughs> We're now at Monks and George straight away. I think I'm going to hell. Eh, well, it might not be hell, but you're going to get run into some bad dudes because, yeah, you've done, you've done a bad thing, my friend, encouraging this. And uh, he says, she's going to take the bandages off at four. He's very excited, as he would be. But, oh, my God, he's going to be great. He's going he's, he's, yeah. he's, In George's mind, he's going to get the girl of his dreams. And then Jerry brings up Isabel and how she's the most despicable woman he's ever met. He's repulsed mentally but attracted physically. Isabel... She is the most despicable woman I have ever met in my life. I have never been so repulsed by someone mentally and so attracted to them physically at the same time. It's like my brain is facing my penis in a chess game. <laughs> and I'm letting them win. Not letting them win. He wins till you're 40. Then what? He still wins, but it's not a blowout. <laughs> She wants to be an actress. She makes me read these moronic acting scenes with her. And I do it because I'm so addicted to the sex. I'm helpless. I'll do anything. We get the cutaway here to Kramer ripping up the number because he just couldn't, he couldn't do it <laughs> himself. Right, yeah. I'm very proud of you. And then he brags about the sex. And I was, I was, I'm like an animal. And George said, it's like going to the bathroom in front of a lot of people and not caring. It's nothing like that at all. <laughs> I really like that bit, though, because it's... Maybe not just for that, but it, it's like, oh, we're being very candid here. It's a bit like this, and you're revealing something maybe not deep and dark about yourself, but it's like, oh, this is how I see the world. And the person you're saying it to go, what? No, you should go to prison. Are you fucking get away from me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
We're now at Elaine's apartment and Audrey is about to take the bandage off her face. It's the big reveal. I mm. always thought a nose job was like a fucking huge deal where it would take months for you to heal Ooh. properly. I didn't realise it was something you can just go and, like, and get done and take the bandage off soon. It seems like yeah. it would be a, a, a lot of healing. I think, I think they might be stretching the... <laughs> fucking with the timeline here a little bit. Yeah, I'd certainly hope so. Because, yeah, you whenever you see like, people get nose jobs, their face is fucked up for a while. Well, yeah, they look like they've gone 10 rounds with uh, with Tyson. They've got yeah, you know, yeah. big black eyes and all that shit. And- Do you remember when Renee Zellweger first got her facelift or whatever it is she got done? And she mm. looked like a, a different human being. Have you ever seen that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone was like, what the fuck happened to Renee Zellweger? She was completely different. Well, it's it's and it's also like the um, Jennifer Grey, the actress from Ferris Bueller's Day Off and Dirty yeah. Dancing, who had a schnoz shall we say, or she had a, a, a normal nose and after a while, yeah, had a nose job and it was like, now you just, before you were kind of distinctive and now you're just kind of anonymous. Yeah. Yeah. So You've it was, taken away the, the most notable feature that everyone knew you for. Kind of, yeah. I mean, so what you like about Barbara Streisand, I mean, props to her for never, ever, ever fucking with the nose. I mean, yeah. she realises like, yeah, that's a selling point. People made fun of it, but more people- the more people are talking about it, you know, the more people are talking about the you. The more cha-ching. Cha-ching. Yeah. Oh, cha- bad. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I can't do a Babs impersonation from, um, <laughs> hey, that little, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I started doing my South Park Babs impersonation. <laughs> no, just completely fucking it up. Uh, Jerry says, shouldn't a doctor take the bandage off? No, no, he said, I could do it. I like that little bit of detail there. It's like, this doctor ain't very good. Yeah. <laughs> this doctor is just sus. This is Dr. Nick. Yeah. George, very, very exciting. It's like watching a birth. <laughs> and then she takes the bandage off and their facial reactions are great. Similar to when um they see the baby. No, you got to see the baby. <gasps> baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but and, but George's reaction is the most uh, extreme of all. Uh, all right, are we ready? Come on, let's get this show on the road. You sure you want us here for this? Yes. Shouldn't a doctor do it? No, he said I could do it. Okay, here goes. This is very exciting. Very exciting. It's like watching a birth. <laughs> it looks good. Great job. You got butchered. George wakes up. And they're, they're, they're helping him over. And Audrey just flees out of the room. She says she's going to see the doctor. And Kramer goes to drive her. He goes to help her out. So Kramer putting the moves on, planting the seeds already. George, George didn't go to help her. He was well, like, yeah, you, yeah. Go, you, you just go see the doctor. Kramer's like, I'll come help you. But it doesn't seem like a... He's not making su- a move here. He's it's just not being a nice. sus move. No, no, no. No, it's just it's Kramer being Kramer. Yeah. But because he did that, it made it easy for him down the track once he had the, um, the, woman, the, the jacket that women just couldn't resist. Correct. But then... This next part here, basically Elaine's just trying to lay the guilt trip on George. Like, so, George, what do you think? Like, oh, yeah, it didn't come out too well, did it? Bit, uh, bit all dented. He's just talking, talking. George, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> just the cold burn from JLD. How you feeling? Oh, yeah. It's like, ah. it's like, I know I'm in trouble. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry and Kramer are now at Jerry's apartment. Kramer's just pouring himself a bowl of cereal. 
and Jerry's just cracked. He, he, he needs that number. He, he can't resist. <laughs> he wants that animalistic sex again, and Kramer just loses his mind. This is classic Kramer. This is where Michael can really sink his teeth into the character and just go mm. way over the top, but it's perfect. And I love the little bit of detail at the end of this after he's had his little tyrant, he throws the paper up in the air, and Jerry's on the floor. Have a look at you. Look at you. Look what you've become. And then as he storms out, comes back in for the cereal. Quintessential <laughs> 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 Kramer. Yeah, that's what he always has to do. Then George and uh, Audrey at the coffee shop. And Audrey, she's clearly okay with what's happened because she knows she's going to get fixed and she's yeah. she's comfortable being out in, out in public and George is just looking at her like, oh, I don't know about this. This is the the, uh, the very superficial George that we've, we've come to love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, come to, come to recognise, perhaps. But she, as Audrey says, now the doctor said they need to build the lateral wall, the septum over here, and George is just, he's somewhat creeped out by it all, isn't he? He's just like, oh, I don't know. Well, I think he feels guilt as well. Yeah, like, guilt. It- it's slight guilt, but if he felt guilt, he would not be saying to her, go on your holiday by yourself and I'm not coming with you. Oh, look, the fun thing about George is that he's just a... a, a- Big old mess of contradictions and complications. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like there's also an element of he'd feel sorry for himself. Now he's like, oh man, this is not fair. This is yes. not. This is not how it's supposed to go. This is not fair. Yeah, it's like he, t- he thought he was You're unwrapping a Christmas. Beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> thought he was unwrapping a Christmas present. Said he got coal in his stocking. It's like Bart when he gets um, Lee Carvello's putting challenge. <laughs> <laughs> but Audrey suggests that we go to the Caribbean. Maybe you don't like Hawaii because Hawaii is a lot of things flying around. A lot of debris constantly flying around. It's just like, nah. So Aubrey again, she says, I don't think this is working. Then we get Jerry and Isabel rehearsing. As you said, that accent she's putting on is just hilarious. Oh, I love it when, yeah. when actresses, actresses and actors... Is, is, is a female actress just known as an actor now? Is it just actors? I think that we're starting to sort of phase out the... Um, in everyday usage, just... Calling an actors. Actor, okay, yep, yep. Yeah. But then, you know, you got the Oscars that I've got Best Actress. Ever since you came back from the army, you've changed. <laughs> I swear, Nelson, I don't even know who you are anymore. I'm Nelson. <laughs> That's not the line, Jerry. All right, all right, I'm sorry. Nothing's changed, Alma. I just need more time. I swear, Nelson, sometimes at night when you're not around, I just go crazy thinking about you. Well, you just need to relax. (laughs) Maybe a hobby. Bowling is fun. Bowling's good if you're really gross and ugly. Uh Uh-oh, my organs are playing chess again. Jerry just being Jerry. He's just like, I can't be serious here. I'm taking the piss. Even she says stop, and he's like, "I ain't stopping." <laughs> and then we went, we got to the um the the cutaways with Jerry's brain and his penis. So you wanted to, to discuss this because I wasn't a huge fan of these, but you said you were. So I, I thought I thought it was a nice little cutaway. I thought it was a good little visual gag, but just didn't feel like Seinfeld to me. That's all. I get where you're coming from, and I suppose we are near the end of the third season, aren't we? So not really, no, aren't we? No, no episodes. This was episode nine of episode nine, and how many in season three? Let's have a look. There are twenty three episodes this season, so we're not oh, halfway. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know why I thought there were fewer than that, but anyway, season two has less. Okay, then maybe yeah. that could have something to do with it. I don't know. I, I just thought it was a nice visual uh, gag as well. Something a bit, something that's stretching Jerry a little as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, not asking too much of him, but this scene in particular because I was talking about social media earlier, something else that I saw this week 
Um, there's uh, the TV critic for the New Yorker magazine, a woman named Emily Nussbaum. Very, very talented writer. Very tasteful. Uh, Want to pull a surprise for her uh, thoughts and opinions. Good on her. <laughs> but she put good on her. To- <laughs> good for you. <laughs> uh, she well up- done. <laughs> tweeted tweeted last week or the week before something about rewatching Seinfeld. Don't know if it's all that funny. George and um, Elaine, both fantastic, thanks to Alexander and uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Kramer, not that funny? I think I think people say that now because of the, the racist tirade. They feel like Maybe. it's- Maybe. And, and also, Jerry, a terrible actor. My, my good friend, Anthony, very wise, uh, very wise bird when it comes to comedy, chimed in after I'd sort of put this up saying, <laughs> I'd found a screenshot of a JLT saying, here's, here's something else. It sucked. And put it, so linking that to that article and then- putting that screen cap up because it sucked. Anthony said, yeah, here's the thing. If you cast like an actor in that, it just throws the balance off completely. It has Mm. to be Jerry, not just because the show is Seinfeld. And it's one of those things you can't, well, smarter people than me could probably explain why, but it's like, yeah, he's right. I think if you had an actor sort of doing what Jerry does in this, it would come off as odd. I wonder if it made it feel more real because he was just a normal person out there. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But um, I thought this was actually, <laughs> it's not a good performance, but no, it's him stretching himself a little. I mean, even just the dumbass English accent that he's putting on for the brain is kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was a good Jerry moment. And um, yes, I think Ms. Nussbaum, <laughs> well, she got rightly dragged for her opinion on that and maybe rightfully so. I, I just liked how he responds to one of her lines of dialogue with, well, you just need to relax. Maybe your hobby bowling is fun. And she responds like, it's actually, well, bowling's good. If you're gross and ugly, he's like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it, it, she, she's repulsive mentally. Does she seem like a bad person? We haven't seen her be a bad person. We don't We don't get any impression of her other than through Jerry's eyes. I mean, yeah, and, yeah. and it's, when do we see her? We just see her in the elevator where she doesn't know about crop circles. She just, um, she's, she's just a bit, a bit not on his level yeah. intellectually, and that apparently makes her a bad person. I don't know. It's, I think Jerry's bad, the monster here, really. Bad to him. Bad yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elena and Kramer are now outside the landlord's apartment, and she, and she says, "You know, the only reason you're doing this, I'm doing this, is because you took Audrey to the hospital." So it all, at least, everything that happened in this episode plays into the next moment. It's like the only reason this is happening because that happened. Correct. And Kramer, he just goes for it. He always passed the hair and he's got his pipe because he's, you know, he's a professor. <laughs> he's, he's really getting into it. <laughs> yeah, he puts the, his mum's ring on the lens finger, getting right into character. And just <laughs> as we're saying, Roy as the landlord was just fantastic, wasn't he? He really was. Just, you know, putting on a bit of a, a not snooty accent, but. That's, that's the same accent he says in Bill and Ted. Just a, yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but also just looking like, oh. You've had, you've had to drag me out of my apartment to do this. So, he, but is he in a robe or something? Or is oh, he- I can't remember, but it's a fine man. He spoke <laughs> often of you. I'm very proud of the work you're doing. And it's just the way they have no idea what he's talking about. It's, oh, yeah, fine work. Oh, she does good work. Yes, she does fine work. <laughs> What's the matter, fella? You look a little tired. <laughs> Nelson, don't you say? You are a part of me. And I. I am a part of you. She's killing me. <laughs> that's your move? Yeah. Well, that's trouble, my friend. That's big trouble. Checkmate. <laughs> Getting weak. 
losing power. You haven't seen the last of me. I'll be back. You're nothing without me. Nothing. Punk. Now back to Elaine and Kramer and the landlord at, what was his name? Albert, wasn't it? Albert Pepper? Yes, I believe. And this is where uh, we're going through the wardrobe and landlord brings up that Albert was a good friend with the ladies. And this doesn't <laughs> end up very well, f- I guess for the landlord, you could say. I was going to say for Kramer, but no, Kramer takes his anger and frustration out in the landlord because he takes the mickey out of Kramer's mum. I mean, hey, someone's saying that about your mum. You ain't going to stand there and take it. Oh, absolutely. Right down, are you? Oh, God, I mean, yeah, the, the landlord's being just terrible. He's an absolute arsehole. <laughs> the woman used to walk around here half naked, suckling Colt 45 from a can, big fat stomach hanging out, all the pity hose up to her knees. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Myers saw this. I mean, I know that he took Dr. Dr. Evil from Lorne Michaels, yeah. but there's, this feels very Dr. Evil. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Nasty woman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What was the thing? Come back to bed, Albert, you big hairy ape, and bring back the box of Danish. <laughs> it sounds like a great time. It does. I'm like, sign me up. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy certainly does have an extensive wardrobe. He is a fine dresser, and I'm sure I don't have to tell you he's quite popular with the ladies. My father, really? I had no idea. Yes, they're crazy about him. There's one in particular came around about two years ago. Looked a lot like you, Professor. Could have been your mother. Carter Kramer. That's it. Babs Kramer. Nasty woman. Many a night I had to throw her out on the street, drunken stumble bum. I don't say. I found it! A woman used to walk around here half naked, sucking Colt 45 from a can. Her big fat stomach hanging out orthopedic hose up to her knees, screaming down the hall. Come back to bed, Albert, you big hairy ape, and bring back that box of Danish. Custy, the mullet monks, and he says, So I grabbed him by the collar, and Elaine's just, Elaine, I feel like Elaine would have had a good time by that point because she's just like, Oh well, the, the, the jig is up. I'm here now. And because she was yelling at Kramer, Kramer, you're going to kill him. Yeah, the jig was up, as I said. And uh, yeah, so, but he's still got the jacket, though. That's all Kramer was there for. He got the jacket. And um, how, how do you think it went down? Do you think they just like pushed him out of the way and took the jacket? Or do you think there was I a think fight? So. No, I don't think there was a fight. I think Kramer's I pretty scary. Elaine could be pretty scary. You're giving us yeah. that jacket. Kind <laughs> <laughs> of like the, I ain't going anywhere without my elephant. Well, <laughs> well, the, I mean, the hair, Kramer's hair sort of adds another couple of inches. Yeah. It's pretty intimidating. Yeah, it is very intimidating, but uh, this is where Audrey arrives, and she walks in, and her nose has been repaired, as the actress just would normally look now. Yes. They just, she looks absolutely beautiful. Notice here, there was two moments in this episode where you could hear the crowd, where they was, would normally cut it out. So, they clapped after Kramer had his tirade, mm. and here, when she walked in, they're like, ooh, 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 and it's just, <laughs> Cypher doesn't normally have those moments because Larry David hated it because it takes you out of the moment. It makes it feel yeah. like it's a live show. But um, but yeah, and George doesn't really know what to do. He's, he's smitten. Audrey, my God, you look incredible. I can't believe it. And she's just like, nope, I'm Kramer's <laughs> now. And I was like, Kramer, you dirty dog. <laughs> I would be somewhat annoyed if my mate just started dating my Someone ex you dropped, who I've yeah. just broken up with. Yeah, but Kramer does play by his own rules. <laughs> he does play by his own rules. And it is, it, it is a cool little like full circle moment where he's the one that encouraged her to get the nose. Well, he didn't encourage her, just like, she get a nose job. Oh, no big yeah. deal. If you don't get it, like, whatever, it doesn't matter. But you get a nose job, who cares? But also, yeah, I mean, Kramer was saying it 
for her benefit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah 100%. Yeah. Whereas George is like, well, I get to be going out with a hot chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. exactly. And, and, and then later in the episode, he's the one that helps her and takes her to the hospital when everything's going down while George is still trying to wake up because he passed out because of it all. And yeah, just, Kramer was just always upfront, honest. He was helpful. He's got the jacket. Now he's got the woman. Good for him. <laughs> now he's off to the reggae lounge. Yes, to the reggae lounge again. Yeah, so- the more I review this episode, the more you're right. It did feel like very Seinfeldy. I just, I think it was just the structure that threw me off a bit because I'm not used to yeah. having so many cutaways, and usually it flows a lot smoother. But it wasn't saying it was a negative; it just felt different. But um, but yeah, still a, a very, very fun episode. And I love the way they wrapped it up again. Elaine, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and the closing dialogue, the closing our stand up. Sorry, was about. We should have watched this before we did the Tom's Rhinoplasty episode. Oh, of course, because we didn't know how to say Rhinoplasty. <laughs> <laughs> Rhinoplasty. Yeah, yeah. So basically, this is just talking about how, you know, you're getting a nose job and it's got rhino in the title. (laughs) So that is the nose job from Seinfeld's third season, an episode that I'm assuming Mr. David, Mr. Davis really enjoyed by the sound of it. I had a lot of fun with this one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's got got a lot of different elements. It's got the the, the Jerry episode, the Jerry story felt different for him. As you said, it gave him a a lot of. a lot of acting to do. Like he was able to dress up and he was able to sort of do something different as opposed to just being just a comedian. He was actually yeah. being somewhat of an actor in this one. Um, and the George story was just a classic Seinfeld story, I guess, wasn't it? Just Very getting a, much. Par- getting a yeah. partner that does something that isn't that huge of a deal, but it really grinds the gears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it gives you as George the opportunity to be a dick. Yeah. But also- He, he was a dick, but he, he was a relatable dick. Very relatable <laughs> dick. <laughs> All right, so that is the nose job. The next episode of Talking Seinfeld, we are going to be reviewing The Stranded. Now, this is an episode mm-hmm. that has uh, the, the guy from The Shield, I believe he's- I think he's- Oh, no, no. He, was he in this one? Vic Mackey. Is he in this one? Is it Michael Michael Chicklets? Chicklets. Yeah, he is in this one because, yeah, he is in this one for sure. Don't forget, guys, to send in your questions. We've got some mailbag questions coming through for the next episode. If we can, talkingseinfeld at gmail.com. If you've got a message for us or a question- TalkingSignFat at gmail.com. We would love to hear from each and every one of you. Please also continue to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you do find this podcast. But this has been our Talking Seinfeld review of The Nose Job. Next episode is The Stranded. Mr. Davis, any final words for those amazing listeners out there? Crop circles. Why don't you be a patron? <laughs>